0: I can
1: see you out there, Kellen.
0: I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports. Our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen Olsen joining us right now on the Arizona Sports line. I'm assuming he had a pretty busy night. And we thank him for calling in. KO, how are you doing?
1: What's up? Uh, Doing well. A little bummed out like everyone else, as I I imagine. How are you guys doing?
2: Um, Bummed out. Yeah. Yeah, uh... that's a good word. Yeah, bummed out. That's the best way to say it right now. Killer, your thoughts when you saw this happen, what was the first thought that you had when KD rolled his left ankle?
1: uh like everyone else I was like I was horrified when it happened at the moment but then before I had any time to really process how I felt about it he was already back up on his feet he got up after a few seconds went over to the same spot he was at like untied retied his shoe like Derek Jack the assistant coach working with him came over talked to him for five seconds and then he was receiving the ball again and getting back to work I posted the videos, uh, how how he looked after the fact, and he looked fine. And in that video, you can see that there's the second shot he takes in the video. Like, he lands only on that left foot, and, and he looks fine. Now, who is to say how that ankle responded after it got to the back and it, and it didn't have any more stress on it? Like, who knows exactly, right? But in the moment, I was like, oh, he's fine. He just had a little bit of an ankle <laughs> turn there, whatever. It happens, you know, it, it seems like he's fine. And then 30 minutes later, it he was, he was not fine to some extent. They were being extra precautionary. Like it, It's hard to say exactly how to react without speculating too heavily, which I'm going to avoid, of course. But in the moment, it was, it was strange just because I've always gone out there and watched guys warm up over the past like seven years of covering games, and that's only the second time I've ever seen someone have that kind of thing. So, of course, it's Kevin Durant right before he's going to make his home debut with five weeks left in the regular season.
0: Yeah, we're you know we're trying to. I don't know if we're going to get an update today or not. I, I would assume we're going to get some sort of update. You know, we're trying to look at all the possibilities here, and like you said, not speculate too much. But I mean, there is the possibility that the guy just rolled his ankle and he misses a game or two, right? I mean, that's certainly still on the table. I, I think that was on everybody's mind until there was the reports after the game that he was in a walking boot. But that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything bad, right?
1: Yeah, guys, if if you think about just the way that we've seen. Injury, I guess to like use the straight up word, injury management evolve over the course of the season. There's just this giant misconception right now this year, two years ago, three years ago, that when players are sitting out, that it is the players that are sitting themselves out. It is 99% of the time not the player. It is the team and the information that they have. And what their medical team has and precaution is always of the utmost importance in situations with with just about any injury in the league these days and we've seen the Suns use more precaution than ever this year right so if you go back there and and you get a look at the ankle and and you get any inclination like yeah we just want to look at this a little bit longer just to be sure of course he doesn't play right like of course not so I, I think that type of possibility has to be out there at the same time again we can't sit there and act like just because he was moving around fine for the seven minutes he, he kept working out after that that means he's fine and he couldn't miss any time I think just it, it's really bizarre the timing that we have to deal with here because it really is actually quite important if he misses two games as opposed to three weeks or four weeks or five weeks because they need every game they can get right now to build continuity to build cohesion to figure out what their team Looks like exactly with him. Like if they miss two extra weeks with him out, that is going to matter in the postseason because of how much time they have to to gel together here. So I think that's just really important for them going forward, obviously. And uh, hopefully we'll get some reporting coming out today. If not tomorrow, there is practice, and we should get some 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 type of update from Monty Williams then.
2: Yeah, you know, Killer. It's funny because I I was well not funny, but it's it's kind of odd. I, I was really encouraged. That he finished his workout after he rolled it. He finished his workout because if you, as a professional athlete, you know if you rolled it and it's bad, you, you know that you rolled it and it's bad. But he finished his workout, and then it really encouraged me that he had no crutch. Nobody saw him with a crutch. They saw him in a walking boot, but nobody saw a crutch with him. I, I don't know if you've heard anything on that, but for me, I'm going to put that into the positive carry uh, category. But there is one thing about this that does. Give me pause. Do you have any theories as to why they didn't let him sit on the bench during the game?
1: I think just to receive any additional treatment that he needed in the back, and, and probably just wanted to stay in the back, right? I mean, it, the walking boot thing. You know, if he comes out there in a walking boot, people freak out more, right? Like, yes. I, I think it's just to like keep it as contained as possible. But to your point, Wolf, like I was sitting right there, fifteen feet away from him when he kept working out and I did not notice him grimacing in pain, favoring anything, nothing. Like that's the type of thing you instantly realize when you watch anyone doing anything, right. like If you're walking on the street and you see someone limping. You're like, Oh man, is that guy? Okay. Like if you see someone grimace a bit when they step down a curb, you're like, Oh man, is the knee thing what's going on over there for that person? Like I would, you would have seen it and it wasn't there. So that was, that was the most positive thing for me to take away Uh, from last night for sure.
0: We're talking to Kellen Olson. Kellen, you kind of touched on this. The playoffs basically start five weeks from this weekend, and if KD has to miss a couple weeks, I I don't think any of us are worried about how he's going to come back and fit right in because he was already doing that, but how much of a ripple effect do you think that would have on the rest of the roster?
1: Uh, I'm not looking at the the roster specifically. I'm just looking at what the finished product is with them, with Katie as a team, the way that I've been st- describing it is that right now their floor is higher than most team ceilings. Like if, Let's say he's finished the rest of the regular season, right? Like I still think if he comes back for the first game of the playoffs, like they'll beat the team they play in round one. But could they make the Western Conference Finals? Could they make the finals? That's where I have some hesitation because their ceiling is higher than any other team's ceiling as well. But how how close can they get to that ceiling over – that seven weeks was what I was looking at before. And now all of a sudden we're talking about five weeks with three games under their belt. You know what I mean? So in, in three weeks' time, are we still talking about three games? Or are we talking about eight or nine? like that? I think that really, really matters. And I asked Chris Paul last night. He's had this phrase of, like, stacking up wins, like just getting to stack up wins in the regular season. They did it last year. They did it two years ago. And I asked him last night, do you feel like you've caught that rhythm now? Because, well, they sort sort of have, right? They're 16-5 and five in their last 21 games. And he was the one who answered, like, well, it, it, I don't know. We 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 have Kevin. We we've had all these injuries, and we just need to see what our team looks like once we get it all together. So they haven't been able to get it all together yet, and and they're going to need to here to really reach what that what their ceiling is, and their ceiling is a team that no one can beat. So. That, that is of vital importance here with, with the information that's going to come out here in the next 48 hours.
2: Other than KD, of course, and winning the game, what was the one thing that really stood out to you about last night's game with the Phoenix Suns?
1: Yeah, yeah, Devin Booker kind of doing the superstar thing, right? He knew, he spoke on how aware he was after the game of just how big of a night this was. And he he sent the people home with something that, that – and. and frankly, the building, because that they were not really playing that well in the first half, guys. Like, that 30-point first half did a lot for the offense. Then things started to piece themselves together in, in the second half, and the Suns were able to pull it out. But Book said it, like, we'll reschedule the party, but we're hoping to – I was hoping to send the people home with a little something, even if that's not exactly what they were looking for, because everyone there was – there to see Kevin Durant, and, and he, he did his best with that. I thought Ish Wainwright played really well without scoring a point. Monty Williams called him phenomenal after the game, and I, I agree. He was, he was great out there. It was nice to see Terrence Ross get some things going. So there was some stuff intertwined within the win there. But of of course, all of the focus, uh, rightfully so, was just on what happened uh, 60 minutes before the game.
0: Is there some sort of unwritten rule that Devin Booker, he can hit six threes in a game, but he just can't seem to get past six no matter how great he is playing? I mean, obviously last night, if he doesn't get in foul trouble, he probably goes way past that
1: don't know if he does, Luke, at this point, to be honest, uh, if you're not a, in, in on the joke, this has been a running uh, inside joke for years now that this is the 21st game in Devin Booker's career in the regular season where he's finished with six threes. And I think he's over for 24, over 25 or something like that and, in games where he has six threes and he takes a three. So he can't get to seven. He did get to seven in the playoffs, so we've seen that before. But yeah, but he's going to get it eventually but just know if you see people uh, on twitter freaking out about seven threes for whatever reason that's why it's it's a very strange thing happening
2: give me your take on what you saw from terrence ross Uh, he lit it up um just some incredible threes that he was taking the arc that he put on those threes incredible is this a first step for t ross going forward
1: I think so, yeah. I think it was important for him to show what he's all about. Like He has the nickname the Human Torch, and that's exactly why, because he can just get that hot at any moment. I, th- I think it was under six total minutes of game time when he hit those five threes. Like, he, just, he just went absolutely berserk. And I thought in the first half, defensively, he started to look a little bit more comfortable. He really got picked on in the last couple of games that he had been playing. And I thought, although the matchup wasn't as severe, of course, that he was sort of – holding his own a bit more, impacting the game in other areas a lot better, and that's what he's going to need to do more of here in the future. But that's the type of guy that they got. Like, he can explode at at any time for three, four, five threes and a half, and that's that's the type of offense that this team is going to need at times off of the bench. Like, every now and then you're going to need that offensive injection and what he brings, but what's more important for him right now is on the other side of the floor, and I thought that that was honestly just as important as, as the five threes or six threes that he hit last night.
0: Kellen Olson, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. Hopefully we talk to you under better circumstances here again soon.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Thanks, guys.